Welcome to Deconversion. <laughs> okay. One job. This this is it. <laughs> this is it for the episode. Hi guys. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy the podcast. This is Bonnie. This is Karen. And the other day I was with a handyman and we couldn't figure out how to get a light bulb fixture apart. And I was like, let's Google it and let's YouTube it and see if somebody has a hack for it. Well, guess what? The guy had a hack for it. And he did that whole thing of everything that I watch on YouTube. Well, now I like to use the duct tape that's made by a gorilla. And he gives all this <laughs> bullshit stuff. And I'm like, get to the hack. Motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so are you and saying so, that's our welcome? Yeah. Our welcome is like, whatever, welcome. Let's get into the show. What are we going to talk about today? See, nobody, I don't think they want that bullshit. Can, maybe they can just let us know on our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> yeah. uh, Facebook group. That's true. And when I go to watch information on somebody's YouTube channel for an episode that we're doing to get educated, and I have to listen to their fucking, pardon my French, 30 second intro that they're all excited about having done the graphics for, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> So well, mean. You're going to get really, really mean me today, and I'm sorry about that in advance. Uh, everyone's going to be thrilled. The funniest part to me is that you hadn't heard of Rachel Hollis, but it's not a surprise because it's we're not the demographic of uh-huh. Rachel Hollis, uh-huh. but we have gotten so many for the whole time we've been doing this of whatever we're doing here, requests to do Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Congratulations. It's your birthday cake, your Christmas thing. <laughs> it's and, my birthday uh, cake. For people who know the whole thing, you're just going to be largely disappointed because you're going to be like, oh, my God, they left out blah, blah, because there's so much. Yeah, well, let me also give you the information that I did a grassroots study of one friend this morning, same age as we are. And I was like, hey, do you know who Rachel Hollis is? No, should I? (laughs) Well, no, but um, it was comforting to know that she doesn't know either. Yeah, it would not. I'll tell you how I found out about Rachel Hollis. So I spent a lot of time at a certain bookstore near me. And her book, which wasn't her first, but was her first New York Times bestseller, Girl, Wash Your Face, was everyone was buying it. Everyone was getting it. And I knew that it had like Christian overtones, but that's okay Mm -hmm. with me. And she was definitely the, when you see the meme of the Christian white girl with the hat, the high boots over the skinny jeans, Cozy sweaters holding a latte. Mm -hmm. That is Rachel Hollis. That's her demographic. That's who she is. And it pisses me off because she really ruined hats for me. (laughs) Did you wear a hat before? No, I want to wear a hat. (laughs) You aspired to wear a hat? (laughs) I I, it's medically required for redheads who are done with getting sun. I want to wear right. a hat all the time. But I no longer want to look like I'm wearing... I, I The Southern girl like, uniform? Yeah. I don't yeah. want the latte. Yeah. And I think that I seem to notice a lot of makeup on these girls. Ladies, they like them women. makeup. They like it. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah. So that's my first introduction to her. I read the mm-hmm. book and I was like, wow, this is good. Oh my God. I want my my daughters to read this. This Just is going well. A little example of what the book was like. You go, girl. <laughs> that's it. And like great communicator, very open to saying, this is where I fucked up. This is where I didn't. And she's actually said, who am I? I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Like that Mm -hmm. is her trademark. I got to about chapter 10 and it was a reversal of, no, I'm not into this woman. And we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. And by that, I mean, 
I will now start reading you the book from page one. (laughs) Introduction. Simon and (laughs) Schuster. Um, I read a lot of audiobooks. (laughs) So Wash Girl, Wash Your Face was put out by, I think, Thomas Nelson, a Christian thing. And so for it to go, New York Times number one was pretty um, big. There was some kind of like little subset of one of the big producers. That's not the word. Publishers, um, publishers um, that that she was with, and they had a cool like um, abbreviated name for it, like Soho is south of Houston. You yeah, know, yeah. They had like a cool re-ram. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just read so, that in the New York Times. Yeah, all these big publishers have a like. There's Christian publishers, Zondervan, Thomas Nelson, and then they're like the big five that we used to think of. All of those have Christian imprints. Mm. And so when I was like looking for different work, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, there was always writer, editor needed at these places. I'm like, yay. It was either Ramsey, mm. fucking solutions, always <laughs> needs writers. I think the turnover there is really big for that. Hi, welcome to fucking solutions. We're going to give you all that you need. <laughs> and then um, the other was, I think, uh, an imprint of Hatchet. Mm. And I'm like, a cri- but it was all Christian. It was Joyce Meyer and all this shit. And I'm like, I am not even contemplating. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me tell you who Rachel Hollis is. Okay. She had written books before. She started out like a mommy blogger. And during the mommy blog time, like you could explode. And she was doing really well. She was like, I'm authentic. Here I am. Scars and everything. Mm -hmm. And she had written some fiction books. I did not know about that. I will not read them. Um, And so Girl, Wash Your Face was not the first book she wrote. I think she kept saying, this is my sixth or my ninth. I don't know. Flipping the numbers upside down there. But it just like came out at the perfect time Mm -hmm. when there was, you know, it was sort of a backlash to Goop because Gwyneth Paltrow was doing the whole goop thing and people are really unhappy with her. A lot of people are like, oh, she thinks she's so perfect and all of her stuff is so expensive. Yeah. And it is. And it's a little kook at night, is what uh-huh. I think. And it was the year like Fire and Fury came out. So like there's all this stuff happening. What's that? That was the tell-all about Trump that got published really quickly, and yeah. Okay. So out comes this book, and it just went to number one, New York Times bestseller, and sold over three million copies. Hmm. I don't know what the number is now, but that's a huge amount, especially since it was so female-centric, you know? It's not like it was... Hey, everyone can read this, and therefore the numbers go up. Yeah. I will also, let me just tell you one thing that I found that I thought you would find funny um, on somebody's YouTube comment section. Uh, They said, I worked at a bookstore when this book came out, and every time I had to put it on the shelf, I got angry that she was telling me what to do. I know. I'm like, (laughs) shut your your face. face. Well, when the backlash started, it was like, girl, shut up, girl. You know, everyone had the perfect um, comeback for that. So I'm going to back up. I'm going to tell you her story a bit. But she has 1.8 million followers on Facebook, 1.5 on Instagram. And it was larger before the cracks became began to happen. So um, let's let's go backwards in time, shall we? Where do you get time to read a book? Uh, her book had a lot of white space. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was in an but eighteen was, point font. <laughs> it was also sort of like juicy, and and there were also very short chapters. It's one of those. But the way she spoke, it did feel like she was talking to you. It was very mm-hmm. motivational, very inspirational. The whole thing of, 
you know, tons of people have huge flaws, but they just do it. They just get out there and whatever they want to do, they just do. It's like very true. You know, you don't have to wait till you have everything in line mm-hmm. and are perfect. Thus, our podcast. Right. <laughs> well, I guess press record. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorite things that always resonates with me is that Lauren Michaels says, we don't put Saturday Night Live on um, when we're ready. We put it on when it's 1130. <laughs> He's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I always like my motivational quote, and now I have to think where it came from, but it was really profound at one point. It was was for me. It was stop leaning into your mic. (laughs) Oh, then it was for me. (laughs) Just stay there. Oh, then it was for me. (laughs) It was from you. And the quote was, why not me? And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. People say that. Anywho, back I've to... I've said that. Yeah. Yeah, Why but not? usually when it's like, really? That guy lost his toe in an accident? Why wouldn't <laughs> Why that happen me? to me? <laughs> One in a million got the flesh-eating bacteria <laughs> swimming in a pool as I'm swimming. <laughs> Why not me? I'm special. So Rachel grew up in Weed Patch, California. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. That's the upbringing. We don't have to... <laughs> who names, the name, who names their done. city? <laughs> Even if it's true. <laughs> now that weed is legal, I bet it's quite the attraction. They didn't even talk about weed as marijuana. They met actual weeds. They did. Oh my God. That's so, <laughs> so stupid. Grew up in a weed patch. But here's one of the main things people Sorry. need to know. There goes Bonnie. She's done already. It's like we're well, five minutes in. There's also She's, a place on Long Island called Plainville. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, don't get me started about the um, the murders going on there. Anyway, back to this. She's the daughter of a Pentecostal preacher. Okay. So she grew up with family and friends, always having parties and laughing, followed by screaming and fighting and crying. Laughing? Like, Like this, just like Bonnie's going to do throughout this episode. She grew, so Pentecostals are very emotional and they get everything out on the table Mm -hmm. and they're very extreme with their emotions. And that fits perfectly. That's a weed patch, California and (laughs) Pentecostal (laughs) preacher's daughters. That's the end of this episode. But she did have a tragic life. So she grew up, and when she was 14, her older brother accidentally or purposely, I think it was purposely, shot himself. And she found his body. So I cannot, yeah, I cannot imagine. Um, And she said, you know, at that time, she was like, I recognize that if I want a better life than the one I'd been born into, it was up to me to create it. Yep. So at 17, she set out for, how do you pronounce, Los Angeles. Um, So places where angels were. That's it. And then she dreamed of, here's the second part. Okay, daughter of Pentecostal preacher, Mm -hmm. second, dream of becoming an actress. Of course. How many times... Have we seen this in the televangelists where they were trying to be actors or musicians? Mm -hmm. Kenneth Copeland had like records of him singing. (laughs) The green, green grass of home. (laughs) (sighs) The weed, weed patch of home. So this is... So to me, it's like, okay, that is so familiar. Oh, I want everybody to see me and listen to me. Oh, fuck. What am I going to say? Who am I going to say it to? Who's dumb enough to listen? Bong. Oh, there's a whole church congregation, you know, waiting, just waiting for my nonsense. And you have the whole thing of 
not only that built-in audience already, but you have the whole thing of, I am practiced at acting. Whether it was in my mirror or whatever it was, I was studying it to some extent. Mm -hmm. And as you know, because thou worst in Sin City, which I don't think is Los Angeles, I've renamed it. (laughs) I did take acting classes and I did go to, you know, improv classes. And yeah, you need... You need to put on a, a, a little smiley face sometimes. And you can imagine maybe that people did that so much that they didn't know who they were. Yeah. Yeah. And so authenticity, which is the brand she ends up selling. Can we believe it? I don't know. Here we go. So at 17, she goes to Los Angeles, which one is very young, is very mm-hmm. like your brain is not. You know, she wants to be an actress, and she dreamed of marrying Matt Damon. That's the third problem. Huh? Who didn't? didn't? Yeah. I even liked Ben Affleck more. Like, I was... So we've all learned. We've all grown. Anyway, so (laughs) instead of becoming an actress, she became an event planner. And she's, like, five foot two, and one of those, like, really spunky energetic people. So I can see how she would be good at it. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get to meet Matt Damon, I don't think. But supposedly, you know, it was a pretty successful thing. And then in 20, nope. And then in 2004, she married Dave Hollis. And after she met him, she ended up like leaving and starting her own party planning thing. And she began Chic Site Blog, spelled like chick, as we know, but Mm -hmm. in 2008. And she started like self-publishing a novel and whatnot and cookbooks, etc. So we'll tell you about Dave a little bit. What did you find about Dave? That he worked in the entertainment industry. I found a lot of pictures of him where they caught him with his face looking really dumb. He did. Um, I'm sorry. He does have a bit of a dumb face. I know. (laughs) That's not kind, but I mean, I I know when people like want to slam somebody, they're like, oh, let's pause it right here and take a screenshot. Um, But he he has good hair. I mean, it's all he's there. He's got solid teeth. He's solid tall. teeth. <laughs> but there is there's something salesy that turns me off by just looking at him. But I think he was he was an executive at Disney and he would talk about how he had a pretty easy job, which is always infuriating when someone's getting paid a lot, but here was his job. Mm-hmm. One part of it was selling Disney, etc., to movie theaters, and he was assigned to sell the Marvel movies. Okay. What kind of that's a hard do you sell. just call and be like, we got a Marvel movie? Okay. And that's it. So of I'll course it was easy. So right away, there's money. You got she's making good money, he's making good money. And then on a vacation, she's had, I don't know, one, two kids, etc. In 2015, she puts on Instagram, and this is before the books, before everything, a picture of herself in a bikini. Mm-hmm. And she does the authentic, like, this is postpartum. This is what your body looks like. My belly's saggy. I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. Um, and there are problems with this photo. Well, I did hear her say one thing about the photo that made me laugh. She's like, my belly button stretched out. Who knew that was a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, I mean, she's got got a very cute smile, very girl Mm -hmm. next door. She's not, like, head-turning. She's just average, but she's got a big smile. And she's a teeny tiny thing. And her Uh, hair takes a beach wave really well. It does. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I do have problems with the bikini because it's a monogram on the top. I don't like a monogram. Oh, that's just 
That's just what? ignorance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just I don't get the monogram. Insulting. I love and again, the monogram. This could go back to my wedding <laughs> and people wanting to have monogram things for us like hand towels. And we realized our monogram is KFC. It could be from that. <laughs> I don't know. So she she has this picture of herself. It's very authentic in a time where there is just ultimate, which there still is now, but now people are beginning to see comparisonitis or don't go on the beach um, if you don't have the perfect body. So this really resonated. It went super viral. She ended up on the Today Show. She ended up, you know, being mentioned by Oprah and this is the first thing that made people look at her and as a very good podcast I listened to about this called Relatable AF, which Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, it's that's right. It has that title. We will find out what that means. And it's perfect. Um, she became this relatable person. And when people looked at this, especially media things are like, okay, who is this? And all they had to do was click and realize she already had a really big blog that talked about her. Mm -hmm. Like they had a lot of meat to go ahead and publish articles about her. Now you look at this picture. Can you see it, Bonnie? Can you see the picture? Let me look. Yes. Totally cute. What do you mm-hmm. notice? This is, I'm authentic. I'm putting it all out there. I'm me. I've got flaws. Well, I don't enjoy that it's the University of Florida colors, first of all. Um, um. I would say that's more UT colors, but it's all right. Okay. Um. She has a boob job. She does not mention she has a boob job. So her followers. How do you know she that? First she tells everything. Oh, okay. So when she first got the boob job and the mm-hmm. mommy blog had mostly Christian followers, Christian women, they were pretty much like, you shouldn't do that. Your body is perfect the way God made it. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So she ended up being the the cool Christian, like, listen, you don't have to do everything that people have been saying for years. Mm-hmm. So she started bringing up really good points, all for it. I don't care that she has a boob job, but it is the first insight into I am all natural, authentic, but oh. I'm leaving out a few points. Mm-hmm. And some of the followers were like, okay, well, that's interesting, but, you know, we're just going to, we're going to breeze over it. Well, personally, I also think that she should have gotten the bikini bottoms that go up a little bit higher just for looks alone. I don't even like when a perfect body has a bikini that's that tiny. I know. It's that's very, just me. It could be lustful. She's probably... <laughs> Yeah, she's a stumbling block there. (laughs) (laughs) But this went so viral that even four years later, like MSNBC was talking about it. They're like, you know, how Rachel Hollis's stretch mark photo sparked a national conversation. My God. So how fucking sad is our nation? Our nation is fucking (laughs) sad. Um, And then all the headlines were like, women's bikini photo goes viral, but not for the reasons you think. And it was on Pop Sugar Family. You know, they were saying, you go, this is a real woman, you know, yay for people who are authentic. And when that went viral, she got more of a following. Mm -hmm. And she started doing a bunch of other things. And one of those is that she started what I am unfamiliar with, a podcast. And if you go to the Rachel Hollis podcast, she'll see some, you will see something that angers me. She has 15.3 ratings. What? Okay, listeners, get. would you please rate us 15. right now? 15.3? How do you give a point three of a rating? You mean thousands? That's what oh. I mean. 
okay. not the number of stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it's fascinating. She starts a podcast, and she has a few podcasts, and they're all under what's called um, 3% Chance. She makes that company. And that's because her husband, Dave, Slicky Dave, said, there's a 3% chance you will succeed. And mm-hmm. so she sort of takes that on as her challenge and her motto, which is weird. And she begins the whole motivational thing, which really sparks with people. But what she did to become really well-known is something I guess we're going to have to follow. You no ready? nudity. <laughs> <laughs> One, get me the beam job, or we can just share a beam job. Um, and, then, and then the other is that they actually did every morning a YouTube podcast. Every morning? Every morning to their followers. Oh, my gosh. I hate that word followers, too, because it just reminds me of disciples. Hey. We, that's what we call our listeners when we're off here. You know it. (laughs) That's right. Minions. (laughs) They did a morning show. They did a morning show and a regular podcast and a podcast together and her alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was podcasting out the yin yang all the time. Mm -hmm. So, it, and it wasn't oversaturating. Like, people were like, I love this woman. She's very authentic. She mentions God a bit, but mm-hmm. it's not always this biblical thing. And so even a lot of Christians are like, okay, this is like that almost Joel Osteen. She's sort of taking a trendy view of God And she's not totally being authentic with it. And she even says in her first book, she doesn't say stay pure, but pretty much she does. And this is what got me and the girl wash your face is she was saying, okay, I started dating Dave. He was dating other people. Hmm. I wanted to keep him and attract him. And he was like, it's not going to happen. And so then she started having sex with him. And she says she regrets all of that, Mm -hmm. but how she loves him so much and is so glad they're married, but knows that that was the reason she sort of nabbed him. (laughs) Did she get pregnant? No. Oh. No. I think she just had her ways is what I think (laughs) was going on. Okay. So she, you know, she said, this is what I did. It's wrong. It's fucked up. But the results are amazing. So that's when I was like, wait a minute. What are you actually saying? Okay. So the ends justify. Okay. So she's doing all these podcasts. People are starting to follow her. And she kept doing the manifestation stuff. And don't you start on on me, Bonnie. I'll quit manif- on you. I know. <laughs> I manifested that. I um, so. <laughs> I manifested that response. <laughs> just, we do have feisty Bonnie. So she kept manifesting, but saying out loud, huh, to a growing audience that her goal is to be on stage with Tony Robbins and Oprah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She got to be on that. Okay. She got to be like Oprah did some like conference that had a bunch of different people up. She was mm-hmm. one of them. Same okay. with Tony Robbins. Um, and then later, supposedly, she sort of disparaged someone saying, yeah, I got to be on stage with one of my heroes, but he totally ignored me. And it's like, mm, don't bite that hand. That's yeah. your goal. You wanted to be on there with Tony Robbins? You got it. So well, I did read something. She's going to bite a hand again later. Spoiler. Oh, she biting the hands. All yeah. of the hands. <laughs> so this all starts getting really big. And what I love is she does a big conference. I showed a picture. And when you get people in a room... And you start playing music, and there are lights flashing, and you all bought the same T-shirt that says, you know, 
wash your face or rise <laughs> together or uh-huh. you grow girl. That's one of the things she sells. No. Yeah. Um, then you like feel the synergy of being in a group. And sure. these things yeah. were huge. Mm-hmm. But they were You mean very like conferences? Conferences. She would mm-hmm. like jump on stage. She would get people riled up. She'd be like, everyone stand, everyone say, you know, whatever it is. Every video that I come across, they will have clips of her jumping up and down. She's a jumper. <laughs> and like, but straight up. There's just a lot of straight up jumping. She's gotta be. <laughs> but I mean, how manipulative is that? Or I'm not going to say manipulative, but if you go and to a concert and they're just sitting there playing their guitar, Eric mm-hmm. Clamp- Clampton, <laughs> Clampton. <laughs> <laughs> and just singing, hate singing their, their music, you're just going to sit there too. But if they're jumping up and down, you're going to, you know, you're going to mosh pit yourself. Um, so she does this. Everyone's buying into it. And out come the products. I want to do this. Don't tell the people that are listening. (laughs) But she comes out with the greatest thing that I was so into, and I even looked at hers, but a planner. Because to me, this is planner influencer. (laughs) It It is hashtag planner addict which I do follow on Instagram. But the idea that your life can be as organized and beautiful as a beautiful planner, like that's what she's selling. And Mm -hmm. she has a bunch of different kinds of planners, Bonnie. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. And journals. And it makes you feel like your inner mind is organized Mm -hmm. and your goals are put on paper. Mm -hmm. I am telling you, I would do it in in. Two seconds. But well, she has, I think she's capitalizing on people feeling like they are less than if they're not organized. Shut it. Okay. Shut your... <laughs> no, I totally, I totally agree. And I say that because I have a business relationship with somebody who is constantly a freaking mess and constantly thinks that they're more organized than they are. And is always saying things like, I'm haunted by the mess in my den. (laughs) You know why? Because you're a mess, but somebody somebody somewhere has planted in you that that is a failing. It's not? It's not. It's not a failure to have messes. It's okay. Oh. Life is very, very Shh, don't messy. Don't give our, that's going to be our book. <laughs> Life is very, very messy. Mess is okay. You would sell so many, Bonnie. <laughs> well. Back to the planners and journals. They get released in Target. I mean, they, she's sure, yeah. going big time. And I want all of them. She's got your go all in start today journal. She's got focus on what matters, priority journal, a be brave one. She's got chase the dreams, priority planner. The future is yours. I mean, all of these where you're like, yeah, Uh, I want to get things done. Is there stuff inside that pertains to this or is this just stamped on the covers? No, inside it has the things that you fill out and damn it. Oh, okay. No, I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're usually, they start at $20 depending. The planner is $22.99. Mm-hmm. It's for three months. <laughs> so that, she knows it. it. She knows what she's doing. And what she started doing are these 90-day challenges. And mm-hmm. she started out with, okay, Everyone, you guys come do it with me. For 90 days, we're going to do gratitude or whatever it is, or we're going to focus on your dream for 90 days. What you need to get is this planner. You need to watch my YouTube because we're all going to do this together. You need to join the Facebook group because we're all going to form a community. And that was her main thing is community. And you know how our community on Facebook is. Like People are encouraging. They all want the same you know, thing, meaning, belonging, purpose. Mm -hmm. So she's got this, but again, it's only in 90 days. So if people are like, 
I need to do that again. There you go. And you can buy stickers. The You Glow Girl (laughs) sticker, like I said, um, you, there's a coffee cup with a smile. You can't pour from an empty cup. All that's true. I mock stickers because I'm like, yeah, every child loves stickers, but I love a sticker. <laughs> I love a sticker. So I open up the little box that's on my desk. Here's this sticker. These stickers. You have a sticker box? I, I a Black dog sticker. Here's a little heart with a Cape Cod sticker. Here's a sticker from a hot chocolate place. (laughs) So like I've got all these stickers in here and I'm like, well, hell, I don't have anywhere to stick them because you know why? Because I'm a grown up and I have no business having stickers. So in my planner attic days, which now I have found a virtual planner Oh, and I will put them stickers on there because it's virtual. But I had so many planner stickers, so much washi tape, and so much what? Oh my god! No, what is it? Washi tape. (laughs) It looks like tape, but it's got designs, so you can just put a bit down here and there of, like, say it has lemons or it's Uh a, a green color. You can mm-hmm. put it down and sort of demarcation or brighten can up you write on it? layout. And it's called a layout. You are you can, supposed to write on it? Can, some you can. Some are too designy. Okay. And so that's <laughs> just what you do. And okay. so like what I'll do, I'll use washi tape. Once I had coordinated my whole weekly layout, <laughs> say it's garden themed. Shut up. Okay. And say I'm going on a trip, which I'm not, Mm -hmm. but if I was, for three days, I get that washi tape. I put it sort of in the bottom corner of those three days. So I look at my week and I know those three days I'm not here. Now I do that virtually. Mm -hmm. But I was absolutely frustrated because I would look up stickers and they know it's grown women doing these. And mm-hmm. it was so infantile. I'm like, <laughs> I want a dentist appointment. Or uh, um, <laughs> you just felt your tooth. Uh, I, I watched you. I <laughs> <laughs> That's if I say it and you're like, that's a good reminder. <laughs> you can put a sticker on your tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and hold it in there. So I want like stickers that are very um almost well adult functional? business like functional functional, functional stickers. Uh, Just like a good pair of shoes. Yeah. Okay, so that's enough of the planner stuff. But let me However, discuss. No, let me tell you two things that came up when you were talking about journals. First of all, my friend Kevin in college, whenever I would say journal, he would shudder. And he goes, you really can't say that word around me. Because when I was in the hospital when I was younger, I had a Spanish nurse and she wouldn't say urinal. She would say journal. And that <laughs> meant that I had to pee in a pan. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I'm glad that some ding-dong 30 years ago <laughs> had a problem with the word journal. And every time I say it, I think of him. Um, secondly, oh, okay. if you, <laughs> secondly, poor kid. Secondly, if you want a fun way to use your stickers, you know how they always say to cover your camera hole on I've your got- phone? Uh-huh. I so do. I put thank you. I put a little piece of tape on it and then I get to use my stickers, but they're not really permanently adhered to anything. So I feel like I get to use them and enjoy a bit of whimsy. You know what you can also do? If you have washi tape, you wrap a little bit of washi tape around your phone charger. And so everyone knows it's your phone charger. Oh. Boom. Yeah. It's there's lots of uses for this shit. So this 90-day challenge thing, let's go back to it. Bonnie, God. The 90-day challenge thing, if you fart around and just kind of really, you know, flake off and don't do it, you've got a great chance in just a few days again, like, okay, the next 90 days, I'm really going to hunker down and commit to it. 
Exactly. So it's perfect. It totally capitalizes on the human condition. And you have to buy everything new again. And so there's a few ways you can do it now. Mm -hmm. You can, quote, do the free challenge where you dip your toe into the water and you know you're not going to get shit out of whatever the free challenge is. It's probably like, we're not giving you instructions and you have no community. Go out there. It's just all (laughs) the way that they do the... the Wait, wait, wait. It's only 80 days. (laughs) It's just like when they type the type in on TikTok and somebody's like, you go, girl. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) You go. (laughs) Fill in name. But they actually have an app for $10 a month called the Rise app. Yes. A month? A month. And do you know how much that is a year? No. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my calculator. People are doing this and then they buy all the merch that goes with it. So you get with that app, mm-hmm. you get a daily habit tracker. Okay. Built specifically for the 90-day challenge they're going to put you on. Mm -hmm. And then you can join, you know, different things. You have guided meditations. You have yoga classes. I mean, they, they really do it. I mean, they have videos of other professionals that teach you things inside their network. But you get whatever it is. Um, so workouts. they've got you already. Like if you commit to it, you're probably going to get one journal and you say to yourself, I'll get three months of the app. And if I don't like it, Correct. I'll cancel. So you're already in for 20, 30, like maybe 50 bucks. And then you probably do one of the free workouts. I don't know. It could be in-app purchases. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the person is wearing a shirt that says something inspirational oh, mm-hmm. that they happen to also sell. Right. Or, you know, it's going to be, I'm sure, all the this stuff is going to keep going and selling within it. I know. I just like to think of somebody going, oh, where can I get that shirt? There was only one of them. You can't. Right. <laughs> That's what you told me in sixth grade <laughs> when I wanted the rainbow necklace from Lord and Taylor. <laughs> What? Yep. Oh my God. I'm you so and glad our friend who shall not be named. <laughs> I feel so bad. Came back from the mall and told me about them. And you said they don't have more than one. <laughs> and I went to the mall and found out that wasn't true. Oh my God. I was such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be special, Bonnie. But and you know, you, undermined. But you know what happened last yesterday? I was in Sephora getting the sunscreen that is on my face now and dripping into my eyes, which is why I keep wiping my eyes with my shirt. And there was this lady, and she asked the girl behind the counter, the lady behind the counter, sorry, uh, woman, <laughs> grown up. Um, she goes, oh, I have to ask you, who does your hair? And she says, she tells her who does it. She goes, but she's not accepting new clients. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who tells somebody that? Me, Let obviously. them find out for themselves. I know. Or you'd say thank you. Okay. <laughs> so here is, here's the crux of one of the 90-day challenges. It's called Five to Thrive. Every day you need to do these five things. The five daily behaviors that will fundamentally change your habits and transform your life. And they will. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I did someone else's that figured this out before her. Right. And it's called Savers. Okay. Where like the S stands for something and the A for un. <laughs> Act your age. No, it was like, you know, movement, meditation, Mm -hmm. you read a little, you, you know, you do these sort of seven things in the morning to get you going. Uh So hers is very similar, but she's broken it down Mm -hmm. to just five. One, wake up an hour earlier than you're used to. 
Hold That's on. <laughs> no, no, this is where you and I like I I raise my hand and I'm like, yes. Yeah. I agree. I love waking up an hour earlier than I'm supposed to. I can read. I can actually read the paper without anybody, you know, calling or texting. It's awesome. I what time love is it. That? I'm gonna set my my text messages to send at that time. <laughs> my alarm goes off. Uh, I don't want to tell you. My alarm goes off at 5.30. Oh, well. So when I wake up, up at 4.30, I go, ooh, I have a spare hour. What time do you go to bed? About 7. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Not Phew. really. <laughs> so I agree. And and I should have prefaced this whole episode by saying 90% of what this woman says I think is very helpful, useful, yeah. good, encouraging. And I, I went really on do. her Yeah, and I went on her website and she has a really nice recipe for ginger iced tea, which I'm going to totally do. Well, you need to pay 5 bucks for it. <laughs> Okay, so you've got one, wake up an hour earlier. Two, list five things you're grateful for today. I used to do that. It's very helpful, although Mm -hmm. I would start repeating myself because, I mean, my God. Um, The other is drink half your body weight in water of ounces. (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) And doctors are like, no, They've, they've finally busted all that myth. But... I think what she's trying to do is, like, if people do that, they will lose weight, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I've, like, lost weight doing Rachel Hollis stuff. I'm so grateful for things. I I agree. Move your body for 30 minutes, number four, and the last one is release. Move it where? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then um, the last release. one's release. Is that What's sex? Key- yeah. What's keeping you from your higher or nope, what's keeping you from your healthiest self? And that's physically and mentally. So I agree with all this shit. Yeah. And you know, um who's uh Scorsese's ex, Julia um she Louis wrote <laughs> Oh sorry. my god. Julia. She wrote The Artist's Way. Julia Cameron. She has three morning pages where, you know, it's for writers and creatives, but you mm-hmm. just write for three pages. It usually involves some of the stuff. If you're drinking water and you're on a bike doing it, you're done. But <laughs> these aren't new things at all. She is not inventing the wheel. She is marketing the wheel. And she is marketing it to a specific group of fucking vulnerable women. Women who are at home with their toddler Mm -hmm. and are suddenly like, I don't look like I used to look. I don't feel like I have purpose like I used to. Um, And somehow it comes back to what we have as a subject matter in our podcast. A lot of them are church-going women of faith. Right. And they want more and they feel God wants more for me. Mm-hmm. And so this buys right into it. And all the women who really want to follow like motivational speakers, now they have a Christian one. Now they have one where they feel safe because she's like them and she's showing faults and, and she's all not, this shit. Yeah. And she's not super feminist, like, you know, abortion rights now and all of the things that are politicized that they would probably think mean she's a bad person. Exactly. And she says she's apolitical. She has said some of those things, like, my best girlfriend is a gay black woman. And she really ends up, like, throwing that out as a weapon later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm just going to give you two little things, because we have to have another episode of how things crumble, how things get twisted, scandals, drama. It's all there. Tea. Ginger. <laughs> so one is that she, adu- like, they they went into the 
they started in the foster program. And I think they had some really harrowing stories where they kept some kids and then they found out, her and her husband, Dave, they kept some kids and thought they were going to end up with them and they didn't. And there's heartbreak and, you know, a lot of things going on. But they gave birth, she did, uh, to three boys and then she kept talking about, we want our girl, we want our girls. So they adopted a girl. And so mm-hmm. I have problems with that because, you know, you shouldn't adopt kids f- from the vacancy that's in yourself. Right. It's always going to lead to problems. So if you're just like, you know what I want? A girl. So I'm going to get a girl Adoptees mm-hmm. are now speaking out like we're not just things you purchase right. because you have absences in your life that you want to fill. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it's that. But I went and looked at the whole story. It was like how we adopted her, blah, blah, blah. Photos. Photos that doesn't show the full picture, but the side profile of the adoptive mother pushing Mm -hmm. out the baby, and Rachel's standing there. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, you don't have to take a picture of everything. Like, things can Mm -hmm. be private and sacred. I know you're being authentic, but that's what I think, like, fools people. Like, oh, my God, look at this. And it was this whole long blog that, you know, showed her sitting, Rachel sitting in a chair, looking scared because I guess they have two days for it to be legal. Right. You know, so you're feeling it. She's writing it. So there's just a lot of manipulation. That's like when you buy a house, you have an inspection period. <laughs> oh, God. Bonnie's now back in work frame. Oh, and but to see, make it I about a you? human life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. So there's the anxiety with that. Um, so now she has her girl, and she does show her girl a lot, and that's great. Uh, I think she shows kids too much. Anyway, so that is it's sort of one little, uh, you know, things are starting to go, eh. But the second thing really gets a lot more attention, and that is on her Instagram. She was like one of those first that would have a cute picture of herself, and the shirt would be for sale, by the way, in whatever outfit. Where can I get that? There's just one. You can't. (laughs) Bonnie, I told you. Um, Then there is like the next post is... What do you call it? Just just words, like a little card, a little quote. Oh, yeah. And she would do it. So when you look at the whole Instagram, it's mm-hmm. beautifully placed. You know, it's very aesthetic and all that. Lots of the felt hat, lots of smiling, <laughs> jumping. I mean, how many tries she had to take. They're professional, quote, authentic pictures. Right, right. Which at our age, <laughs> you and I can spot them like that. But... Yeah. When you're young and you grew up in the whole Instagram thing, that is authenticity to you. Mm -hmm. But people started realizing that her quotes were a stolen. So she would have (laughs) (laughs) plagiarized quotes like E equals MC squared. Rachel Hollis. Like <laughs> things that people are like, wait, I recognize that quote. Oh, I know one she stole from RuPaul. Yeah. Yeah. And RuPaul did not like that. No. <laughs> so let me get That's a, a few. quote. <laughs> RuPaul I, did not like that. RuPaul. <laughs> Sorry. So she had some like really specific ones, like mm-hmm. every year you close a new chapter in your story. Please don't write the same one 75 times and call it a life. And then again, underneath Rachel Hollis. However, people started pointing out that it sounded quite familiar to a best-selling author's words, uh, a Robin Sharma, who first wrote that. And Hmm. then, you know, on and on, she would write, ambition is not a dirty word. And then 
she would put her little Rachel Hollis, you know, girls, stop apologizing like it's from my book. And people are like, that ain't from your book. That's from (laughs) so-and-so's book. And the worst one is she just put a heart one time and the words still dot, 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 I rise. Mm. And if people don't know, that's my Angelou's (laughs) poem. So that really pissed people off because they were like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here is a white influencer using a black woman's things Mm -hmm. about, you know, the black experience and saying she fucking wrote it. Right. So that really started people going, "Uh, I don't like that. And she then once BuzzFeed called her out and Mm -hmm. sent the receipts and then other places, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was my team that did that. So No, I read the apology and she said it it was a little bit more genuine than that. It was like, I was made aware that my team did this. And even though... It was my team. I take responsibility. So she she like she copped to it, but still managed to throw them under the bus. <laughs> right, right. And I think that yeah. person like someone got fired. Not sure though. Right. Don't quote me on that. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, our Instagram is perfect. We just have our original words, like um, like I have a dream. Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> and mine is four score <laughs> 20 years ago. Karen Nully. Um, <laughs> but tell, give a little teaser for next week. Some Something that starts to happen. Okay, so the shit started coming down when... Let's see. She kind of somebody said she cancels herself by when people are telling her that she's not relatable to. And she's like, what made you think I wanted you to relate to me? (laughs) And she kind of went off. And then I don't know. um, They gave all these courses on how to have a great marriage. And um, boop, it's really sad to announce that we're getting divorced. Totally. So next time. <laughs> so next time we're going to look at how the influencer cookie with a felt hat crumbles. Yeah. And how upset the people who thought that they were following somebody who had a little bit of influence as far as Jesus goes. Um, uh, they felt betrayed. Very betrayed. I'm so glad that you and I hopefully don't tell anyone how to live (laughs) and say, and if we accidentally do, do not do it. (sighs) Well, okay. So don't you really think though, that if we haven't, if you haven't figured it out, don't put your faith in people. That's well, that's (laughs) it. And I guess I mean, I could see the Rachel Hollis thing. Something else came out recently. Oh, on TikTok, all these big creators. And everyone is just shitting all over them. And it's well-deserved. But at the same time, I'm like, is it my age that, like, I could look at those and be like, yeah, of course. Like, you just watch one video. And maybe it's because I am not ovulating, that I can look at some of these things and I see it more as like a black and white flat screen and what people are saying and how they're presenting it comes up. I don't know. but And let me also say that if you are uh, of the church and Christian, like you should definitely realize, well, don't look to people, look to Jesus. Like, Jesus would be the only person you're kind of supposed to look to. Yeah. No. But people don't. I know. Because they even have the pastor interpret what he's, (laughs) you know, who he said Jesus is. People, we are all flawed. None of us are perfect. What? I (gasps) used to think. Make this go viral. (laughs) You know. Yeah, yeah. And the same. I mean, I'm so glad now we're seeing, like, 
all the things where models say, yeah, this is the before picture before they photoshopped it. Yeah. Or just all that shit. And I agree with all that part of Rachel Hollis, but how much of her authenticity was authentic, how much was marketed. And we will tell you later next weekish. <laughs> Don't be a shit pile and only follow people who have one-of-a-kind rainbow necklaces. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>